podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to Housen's Brew. My name's Stephen. This is Jay Mai from Scotty and Mai. Uh, happy New Year, pal. Happy New Year, mate. Good stuff. Feeling positive about this year. Why? Because it cannot be worse than the one we've just got rid of. Are you sure? But saying that, yeah. When did the Spanish flu hit? Was it, I don't know, was it 1918? So everyone's like, well, the Great War, because yeah. it wasn't World War One at the time. Right. Because you only have World War I once yeah. you have the sequel. So they'd have been like, it's all up here from here, lads. <laughs> then they had the Great Depression of the 20s. You make a good point, though. You do. I mean, football They, they also had the Roaring Twenties. The ro- This is it. And then People the- just got off their faces. You know what, you ruin that, though, don't you? Bloody fascist. Yeah, again. 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 Uh, wreck everything, then, don't they? All going top. Roaring? Roaring 20 Steve. Yeah. It's roaring this. R- yeah. We're loving it. Oh, no. Well, the black shirts want to get involved Proper, and wreck it. I imagine at the time banging music, like yeah. the Charleston. Yeah, Come on, man. Yeah. You're loving life, aren't you? Not that I'm advocating it, but I think Sniff might come around at that time as well. Maybe. So. You know, the world's your oyster. And then, <laughs> next thing you know, some knobhead is invading Poland. Ruining it all for everyone. Well, before. Took everything I, a bit far, didn't it? He did, yeah. Just a bit. Just a him, bit. Him and, him and his mates, him, they know who they are. <laughs> but anyway, hopefully we won't have a far right uh, war. I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, don't are know. we going to get our own version of the Roaring Twenties? Oh, that's a good question. Like. It's only been nine months, but you know what this generation's like? It's the great hardship of our generation, that nine months sitting in your house watching Netflix. It's mad, isn't it? There will be a kickback. I was saying to Janine on the way home the other day, can you imagine somewhere like, everywhere's open and everywhere's having it. Like, can you imagine what a beef is going to be like in summer? If it's open. This is the thing, right? I've Apart from no one's got any cash to go. But they'll find a way, don't they? <laughs> this generation. Like we used to, you can always find a way. Because I feel a little bit lucky in the sense that it's not been that bad for me personally. I'll be honest with you. Because, all right, we were, we were locked, on lockdown, I've got three kids. But if I'm going to be positive, I got to spend more time with my kids than I've ever spent with them. <laughs> Which, and it turns out they're all right. I didn't think they were, but they actually, they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them. Some, yeah, right, I'm not going to all of them. I'm not going to go too far. But yeah, so I got Good to spend some yeah, <laughs> time. We obviously started this channel, which I enjoy doing. And it's like, you know, I'm doing something that I enjoy daily, which is, you know... Talking about a couple of cups. Talking about a couple of cups. I mean, you talk about constantly off camera and on camera, which is fantastic. <laughs> um, so that's handy. Um, so, yeah, for me, and obviously United are starting to do quite well, which I know we'll get to later. So for me personally, it's been all right. But I've got friends, and I know you have as well, who've lost people and have really suffered. Um, so I know it has been an absolute horror show for a lot of people. Um, and I just hope it does get a lot better because... How much more? How many more hits can you say? And I feel, I feel. Sorry, that was a point. I got sort of sidetracked. Was I feel for the younger lads, younger like all lasses, people because you know, I'm retired. From people going doing out. their exams. Yeah, going out. Like but yeah, going exams. out had changed anyway, though. Mm. I think it has changed massively. Like, especially around town and things like that. It you still, did you still go out? You before that? Really? That's what I mean. I'm saying, like when he said, like the pubs are shut. Oh, okay. Right. I mean, right, okay, then I've got another reason not to go out like I wasn't anyway. I think, but I think town had changed. Right. And I don't, I can't put a pinpoint on it, but like Northern Quarter was seen as a top place to go out. But in the last five years, was it really? So, I mean, mate, that's like, I used, when I did used to go out, the last place I used to go was probably Northern Quarter, but it was about four or five, probably a bit longer. Like, Seven I was like, where's ago? everyone going nowadays anyway? Like, Lamar's was like, closed a long time ago. I was like, oh. <laughs> don't even want to ask me, mate. <laughs> Uh, 21s, uh, Royals. 21s is Morrison's. <laughs> I'll just. Fact, no, no, it'd be where Nando's up, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. The Hacienda, is that still going? I mean, yeah, if you want to flat. <laughs> yeah, it's like, if I tried to go out now, I'd end up having going shopping at Morrison's and sitting in someone's flat. Because, like, you know, it's been that long. But no, I was with you, like, the Northern Quarter was. I can't remember the places he's going in Northern Quarter. We're in Northern Quarter, but this is going back a little while. Is there even like, lads holidays? I know you worked as a rep over one of them. Yeah, them well, absolute yeah. Mithering bastards. I was, yeah, I came back here. They used to call me Greece. Mithering, come in my bar. It's great. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'll give you two cocktails for free, saying that everyone else is giving you everywhere else. You got. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but even that's changed, hasn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is what I mean. Like, for, for if you're like sort of twenty, if you're from the age of, even, even my kids have had it a little bit because they're at that weird age where you like going to school, which is just odd. Um, but you know, they've been out of school. Then they went back. Then the bubble was compromised, which is a new thing. I know. Yeah. Um, so then they're off again. And then, you know, they've had to sort of, plus my eldest, she's sort of getting to that age where she's going to be doing her 11 plus soon, not 11 plus, you know, going to high school, show me age again. 11 plus. I, I was, that one I was in the 60s, I think. I know. <laughs> when I was, I was, I grew up, you did your 11 plus, but I think now they have entrance exams to certain schools, don't they? So yeah, it's, it's, I think it's harder for people that are like 10 years younger than us and below. A couple of people in the comments, obviously, local, local, mm. local drinkers. Uh, Grant saying dive bar. Um, but I think it's like, I mean, dives all right, but where is it? Um, at the side of Affleck's, um, do you know where Crazy Pedro's Pizza is? Yes, I think back I do, of Sasha's. Yes. Um, uh, AFK Browsing says uh, Northern Quarter has become really bad pre-lockdown. A few years ago, it was absolutely buzzing, um, but it was rarely packed or busy. Yeah, I mean, actually, I mean, we're right in Northern Quarter where we are. <laughs> yes. Here. Um, there's probably what ten bars within pissing distance of, yeah. of our front door. During the World Cup, especially because it was pretty hot that one, it yeah, we'd leave work and it'd be like, um, and we might go for a couple of scoops on the on the back end of that, but yeah, realistically, the going out, out, I mean, day drinking, Northern Quarter, there for you, yeah, the going out aspects of it till 2 3 a.m., not not as good as it was, no, five, ten years ago, not even close, really. Someone else mentioned in Deansgate Locks as well, I don't think I've been to Deansgate Locks in 10 years. I used to go there. It used to tell me, I really showed me. It was bar bar was like a pound, one pound fifty for a bottle and a shot or something. That stupid. was about year two thousand. It was, mate. Honestly, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, today. You know, bar bar was one of the original uh, vodka shot gaffs. Wasn't yeah, it? it was, mate. Well, it had like four hundred flavors of, like, and they all had like, uh, here's a jelly brain, here's a caramel salt, or like, <laughs> Do you remember a the... chili one. <laughs> Do you remember the unisex toilets the as well one. with the window? Was it two bar bars? There was, well, I, I'm thinking one on Dean's Gate Lots, but I'm sure that was where you had the unisex toilets, where you had like the window in the toilets, you could look out into the bar. <laughs> oh, it's mad. It sounds like I'm making it up, but honestly, have a Google, it's, it was crackers. Um, Ronald, Ron Lado in the comments, Go on. confused me, says NQ has become brunch central. I mean, that's mm. true. Cam <laughs> says, You're 40 though, I'm 37. You're, you're 37. I'm 37 till I'm 38. Thank you. That's not how it works. Don't you know about fractions? <laughs> He's closer to 38 than he is to 37. Not true. No. Um, Northern Quarter is for the yuppies. I don't know about that. Yuppies. There's a good term you don't hear that often. Yeah, no. Yuppies. Hey, very late 80s. And Combo says Spice Head Central. That's pretty true. It is. I mean, I didn't know until we started, until I started working here, that how bad it was. Because I used to see it when I used to work as a reporter, but it's rife is not a word in it. Yeah, I, was, I was saying to some lads the other day, um, this is how bad it is. I actually stopped a copper the other week. And you know my thoughts on things like that. But I was like, <laughs> snitches get stitches and all that. But there was a guy face down outside Morrison's and I genuinely thought he could be dead. And there was That's two what the spice yeah. looks like, Yeah, it? and people were just stepping over him. And there was a copper down. I went, mate, do you want to like, check this guy's pulse and see that he's actually breathing? Because look at him. Because even the coppers were like... <laughs> I mean, he probably is spiced out of his head, but let's just double check, eh? Yeah, he's not <laughs> Rather dead. than just not a corpse laying in the middle of the city centre. Uh, Joe Swarbrick dropped in a super chat. Love Thank Joe you Swarbrick. very much, brother. Uh, was watching a lot of Ronaldo at United uh, lately. My lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's quality. <laughs> Sometimes you need that perspective, I love that, don't you? Mate. I love that. Do you know what? Why not? Well said, Joe. Just um, why not look at that stuff? He said he treated reminisce. the league like a circus, levels above everything else. Um, we would have won everything, including X Factor, if you'd have stayed. Probably accurate on all fronts. Yeah, we're pretty good at him. He was all right, wasn't it? Did you appreciate him when he was there? Did you sit there and go, fucking hell, I'm being treated there? In real, it, probably not. I don't think I did. I'll be honest with you. I, I knew him in. Yeah. What's funny is at the start of the 2008 season, so like summer 2007, me and Ben was, I don't know, doing what young gentlemen do uh, at 4.30 in the morning. And he goes, I think Ronaldo's going to score 42 goals next year. Stop it. He scored 23, hasn't he? Yeah. That, that year. Finished yeah. that year. Yeah. He goes, I think he's going to score 42 goals that year. And then I was with him for the final. 
when he scored his 42nd. That's amazing. And I was like, how the fuck did you call that? Can you imagine, on the nose, he's gone from 23 to 42. That's like not even a thing. Like You said, oh, he's going to score double the amount of goals, fair enough, or 50. But to go 42, to be that specific, and he gets his 42nd. In the final game of the season. In the final game of the season. (laughs) Hey, after Wes Brown lays on a plate for him. Wows, with his left foot. Yeah. Well, Absolutely destroys Essien, unlucky son. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, Ronaldo was top top. It was a weird thing. When I always I'm... thought he was a centre forward. Me though, you did. I remember. I remember me and you've had this discussion before. Do you think though? How much do you think the Twitter generation would have lost their minds with early Ronaldo though? Oh, do you imagine? Because hey, he was he got a bit. Two thousand three Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah silver you know, boots. You know what I'm on about? Blonde step noodles. over. Yeah, one step over. Step over, dive, yeah. scream on the floor. Yeah, roll over. Even the lights like Rio and Keane just looking at him, like, oh, shaking their head, oh, like just it. get up. Yeah, come yeah. On, mate. I mean, the Twitter would have been like in some meltdown. There was one game. Talk about judging a player yeah. early, because I'm going to be honest. Most of the Stratford and judged him early. Oh, as mate. Well. well, he had that mint debut, didn't he, against Bolton when he I came mean, on? But it was showy. It was, but it was, it was good. We were 3 0 up, whatever. He comes on, destroys Ricardo Garner. I don't think he ever recovered. I think he's sat in a padded cell somewhere sobbing <laughs> <laughs> since then. But it was like, oh, this kid. And then, like, you're right. It was very, very frustrating to watch someone who obviously had talent and ability, but literally just kept doing the wrong thing. Do you know what? For those first out. couple of years, I was probably more like Team Rude. Like, yeah, yeah. this fuckers yeah. don't pass. Yeah. He's gone from David Beckham, who's like, would you like an assist? There you go. Mm, would you like an assist? Yeah. To Ronaldo, and you need three balls on the pitch now. <laughs> like, um, I'll get to some of these super chats in a second as well. Um, but I think I probably was on the, I'm all about team always, mate. Yeah, yeah. That's team first. If you work for the team, I'm there for you. Um, so I probably... I wouldn't have said I hated him. I'm, I definitely but, don't hate but him. But to be fair, Steve, was, any, would have been frustrated. was anyone really Team Ronaldo at the time? No. Well, I don't think anyone was, with it. Because Rude was. was. Oh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> Rude was like, your dream come true striker, wasn't he? He was. He's probably the best striker we've ever had. Like, in terms of ability. Modern era. Yeah, modern era. Yeah, that's fair enough. Because I think, remember. like, Violet and Tommy yeah, Taylor. I can't and, say. I, and I, Dennis Law probably got a shot and yeah. in that. Yeah, cause, and I always say, I can't really comment on players I didn't see because it's not really, you know, but he was. And at the time, you know, he's banging in goals for fun regardless of whether United win in the title or not. And Ronnie sort of coincides with this time when, okay, we're getting to the FA Cup finals, we're in the FA Cup, but we're not, we're not where we were in the league. So it was like, you're not looking at Rude, are you going? You're letting us down, son. But you know what? I think that the as a consequence of the way we played with Rude, um, I think there's a couple of things at play. Fergie tried to evolve us into three, three, four, three, three, yeah. too early, and right. he tried it with David Beckham and Ryan Giggs, who weren't your wide forwards. No, one was a winger and one was uh, a right midfielder, and he tried to make a four-three-three work with those. But in reality, it was four-five-one, and we all thought it was boring. Yeah, and he, he squeezed Veron in, and Veron kind of got in Keane's way, kind of got in Scholes' way, kind of after the job of either of them, but not as good as either of them. Well, and, yeah, you know, it's, it's great. And then you've now. got Rude. Up front, and I just don't think the league was ready for 4 3 3 in that iteration. Now, five years later, when he recreates it with Rooney Tevez Ronaldo, everyone's like, Oh my god, I think he tried to do that with Rude. That's a good point. Now, <clears throat> you know what? I've never even considered that because he said we have to play a different way in Europe, you, yeah, and that's uh, what he tried to do, and yeah. it just didn't quite bang. He wasn't far off it though, no, because he even had Ollie on the right, didn't he, for a while, yeah, tried it with him there, and, and obviously moving Bex inside or dropping him. Which, don't get me started. I don't want to get you started on that. Uh, I was going to read these super chats before they disappear because yeah, obviously the time limit on So Reese says, not saying we should sell him, but do you think there is a market for Marshall and how much would you get for him? It's a good point. I, I think United do struggle selling players. Um, again, like with the Pogba situation, people are like, get rid of him. But it doesn't work like that, does it? Who's going to pay £100 million for him? Yeah, you, it's, it's a great point. And the thing is with, with United, he sort of stuck a little bit. I mean, I, I know the kid's not saying... That, sell Andy Marshall but and I'm not I'm certainly not advocating that but United paid a lot of money for him he's on big wages so if you did want to move him on for example you'd want your money back and profit and you'd want someone so obviously someone to have to pay his wages so that's a hundred million pound package the short list of people that can do that are three or four clubs yeah. worldwide and also two of them are in England so you're not <laughs> going to sell him to Chelsea or City so if you got left 
the Real Madrid's and Barca's and Juve, maybe. Paris, potentially. Sorry, sorry, good point, yeah. Paris, so, yeah. Rohan in the comments says, Comrades, Houston slash Motty, what scran did you used to eat and which pub did you used to frequent pre-game over the years near Old Trafford? Where was you? Sam Platt's back in day. Um, and then, um, well, you've gone further and back, 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 Dog and Partridge, then Sam Platt's. Um, yeah, and then obviously not that down. And then, but that sort of coincided with me not really going out to, to round Old Trafford. Now, if I meet up with lads before the game, it's over in the uh, media set. I would say we used to get um, a brekkie at the village in Drawsden quite oh. often. Oh, yeah, yes, the scrambling. Sorry, mate, I missed that bit out. Yeah, good point. Uh, yeah, I'll see with you. All day. Um, yeah, village in Drawsden. Um, proper just greasy spoon, regular, normal cafe. Get a brekkie. And this predates trams. Um, <laughs> we would get a bus then into town. I was at school when trams came out. That's me. Yeah, but they didn't come out to draws. Oh, yeah, until yeah, because it was cause like it, it was Trafford, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah, it was Altrincham to Bury. No, yeah, sorry, yeah. Not, I'd done for that long. Yeah, that's a good point. That. So it was then get the two sixteen down into town. Yeah. And sometimes walk to Old Trafford. Can you imagine that? Tell me to walk to Old Trafford now. I'll spit in your face. Um, we'd either walk to, to Old Trafford, Trafford yeah, or we'd uh, uh, we'd get a taxi to the Trafford. Um, and I'd be in the beer garden at the Trafford. That would usually be my spot. Yeah, I've been in there as well. That was a decent one. It's a good shout, actually. The tradition used to be miss kickoff. So many times, like, you, you definitely take things for granted. I mean, I must have been to, I bet it's nearly a thousand games, if not more. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's probably more. Like, you think about it, seasons, like, where you've done, like, practically every home game and say 10, 15 aways. Do you know what I mean? That's like, what, 40 games? When you had your youth games in, I'm sure. It's and yeah, that's a good point, because you used to go to the youth lot, didn't you? But so, like, you know, you do take it for granted. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, man. I remember a Portsmouth game. It was like, we just finish up in the Trafford, crossing the road at a <laughs> crossroads outside the Chippies. You're a big cheer. You're like, bastard. It's not the first time we've missed a goal. All right. So we've gone from the Chippies to the Must House, another cheer. You're like, Penalty and scored it. Got to be. Getting the ground, 2-0. Fuck's sake. This is when I was in K-Stand as well. So you used to just go like past the old store and then under the tunnel there and in. So you're in pretty quickly. It's not like now when you're in and you've got to fucking walk all the way around no. the bastard. And then second half, went for a piss. It's about 2009. This. Second half, went for a piss, missed for third. Oh, mate. <laughs> all three goals. Mate, do you know what? Q Fergie. I've, I've done that a few times, like back in the day. Being a bit too worse for wear, focusing on other things, missing goals, games, going away and missing games. You've done nine ones, haven't you? Everyone else. So, yeah, <laughs> halfway across the world to watch the inside of your eyelids. Didn't get a ticket, <laughs> lost my ticket, passed out drunk. Pick one. <laughs> usually everywhere. didn't get a ticket. Yeah, yeah. Travel, oh, well, you'll get one. You yeah. always get one. You yeah. do all, And, like, if you do gamble, very often you'll get one. As the game's kicking off, yeah. someone will go, I've got a spare. I've got a spare there. Do you know what I mean? But there's been times where it's like, yeah. mate, woke well, up, what sounds game? It was three hours ago. Oh, where are we? Okay. I'm at Loftus Road. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm trying to find a pub to watch the game in. Mate, <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? I've done it like, I've made... Done it at White Hart Lane. Didn't get a ticket, watched it in a pub. In yeah, a Tottenham yeah. pub. I've done them a few times as well, watching in pubs where you got to watch yourself. Thinking like, looking around, thinking, hang on a minute. If it was ever Liverpool, I'd just go yeah, sat that, sat that. Not, not, not a chance. I mean, I don't care how. You've got to be beyond brave and bloody stupid. To, I know there's people that've done it, but finding the booze around Anfield, you ain't got a ticket. As soon as you, as soon as you say you like pint at Stella, Stella. <laughs> yeah, get out. All right, mate. All right, mate. All right, all right, kid. Well, you got United on it. What? <laughs> <laughs> get out now. <laughs> Save yourself. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sat that. Imagine there's probably people, though, that have gone to the, the Beatles tour or something like that for the day. Not Because not, they're not football fans, they're just a music nerd. They've walked in just looking like an absolute copy-paste of Liam Gallagher. Walked in somewhere like, all right, my mate, can I have a pint of your finest? And they're like, why don't you fuck off? I'm like, what? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably do, That's probably one time you do want a landlord to shut you out of the pub. Because he's doing you a favour in it. He's saving your ass there. <laughs> Seriously. Do you know what I mean? I remember when we played in 2007 and uh, remember when John O'Shea scored that last minute winner. 
Oh, you mean when I kissed him on the mouth that same night in town? Well, he did. Good lad, don't blame you. I'll find a picture. Go on, when you find out. And uh, I was in London, right? I was living in London at the time, studying. And I watched it in a pub in London. And I think this, I can't remember what happened. I think the Scousers got a goal disallowed. And there was, I was, there was a table full of Scousers near me. And I was in there with my ex-missus at the time. It was me and her. And they had a goal. They had something like a goal disallowed or something happened. Or they thought it scored and didn't. And, you know, you jump up. And you go, fuck it. You start giving it all this. Yeah, you Scouse. Yeah. And then my missus like, shut sh- up. Stop it. You know, like going off your head because you just don't care. And then the next thing you know, you've got like 10 bods stood up. <laughs> Got dark yeah, you think, I'm gonna oh, be, this shit. wasn't my brightest idea, this. <laughs> but then John O'Shea scores last minute winning, you do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Two seconds, I'm trying to just find this picture, because I know it's on here. Stephen Alson, snogging, John O'Shea. I ain't got a picture of that, but it's from the same night. Um, what would it be in? When was this? 2007. So this is early doors, Facebook. I know you've probably added it to Facebook since then, haven't you? No, I think I had it at the time. Was this at the time? Because yeah. this would have been like... Um, like I think I don't know when Facebook came about. And people can correct me, but I know I joined it around 2007. Where Bar 38 is the big Bar 38 in town, the big fancy yes, building. Near Key Street is that? Is it Key yeah, Street? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so near that, where Great Northern is, yes, there was a bar which always had like flames outside it on the back wall of Great Northern. Where Bar 38 is, there's that little sort of yeah. seating area. Then there's that bar there. What's it called? It used to be, like, near where it used to be Teasers. Yeah, is it like, like East is East or Camel? Not, like, teasers in the corner. Yeah. This is like like flat. It's almost near where um, Almost Famous is now. Near that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait, man. Sorry, Steve. You're, I, I, I know what you mean, but I'm, I'll just be guessing. Can't remember what it is. Just completely guessing. Um, Memory sucking. If anyone from Manchester... Similar age to me and Stephen is watching this. So I didn't upload it on the night because it says 27th, 22nd of July 2007. There you go. Look at that. Look at him there. Hey. Little cheruby face, Stephen Alson. With bought, bought him a beer, kissed him on the mouth. He was out with. Um, <laughs> Rightly so. He was out with uh, Giggs and Brown. John O'Shea, right, has got the best highlights reel of any footballer in the history of the world. <laughs> he has. Unit, right. Nutmeg in Figo. Yeah. Goal in front of the cop, last minute winner. Yep. Uh, going in goal, keeping a clean sheet. Yep. Uh, chipping in, chipping Arsenal in the Champions League. Rohan <laughs> says, "Does the Twitter scum make it tougher for Mason et al?" Yeah, I think for Mason, I think it can do because I think he's probably. I know he is because he's reacted to our tweets, positive tweets by us, by the way. Not having a dig at him because we understand the fact that he's still young and he's been through a lot. Um, he reacts to them and likes them or comments. So he obviously goes on social media. Yeah, now, some players can hide themselves yeah. from it and then but does it affect them? Well, no, because it yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah, but if you're a 19, 18-year-old kid... You've grown up with social media. Yeah, you've grown up with it. So maybe people should bear that in mind. I'm not saying you can't criticise people on social media or whatever, but maybe you want to bear that in mind when you're talking about children. Yeah, the club you're supposed to support. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Have a word. Aditya says, what's up with Brandon? Uh, is it because he has a mistake or two in each game that Oli doesn't include him? He can play right back. What about... Max Aaron's. Um, the Max Aaron stuff looks legit. And it Plus. does seem to be like a bit of a shift in United's sort of focus, going for a slightly cheaper, I'd say Premier League proven, even though he's in the Championship at the minute, isn't he? But no, but he played 36 yeah, games, yeah. I think, when he, when he got promoted. Um, you know, even him and Buendia, like the pair of them, you'd have all day, wouldn't you? Yeah. So, and you can go to the Championship and find good players. Yeah. Um, th- that's not an issue for me. Yeah, I, I don't know what is with Brandon. I don't know what the crack is. Um... I, mean, I said this at the time, I know you're probably bored of hearing it, but against Leipzig, he was my f- the best player on the pitch for me. And then now, since then, it's like he's not played and he's or he's on, on his way out, or he's on a move. Obviously, it looks like a low move, which kind of makes sense if he's not getting games because you want him to kick on. And when you've just played a load of games, you don't want him to have a season of doing nothing. So I think he's got a bright future. Do you think United legend like Rooney or Giggs or similar standard gets as much disrespect as United manager as Oli has? Um, just coming from Australia where former players get extra respect and time as a manager of their club. I see what you're saying there about the levels. For me, Oli was always a legend. That 20 legend has been there since the day the guy retired. You know, that wasn't something that we decided on when he came back as manager. No. Like, he was a legend as a player because of his connection. Now, was he as good as Giggs or Ronaldo? Or No, he wasn't. 
objectively wasn't, but that's not why he's a legend. And that's why for me, the legend thing always has to be, it's not a box checking thing. Like, did you win loads of trophies? Then you're a legend, not necessarily. And that's why there was a reluctance from a lot of, I think, very local United fans with Rooney. Because there was this job factor about it, whereas you didn't get the job thing with... You didn't get it with Evra. You didn't get it with no. Solskjaer. There was a, a couple of players that treated it like we treat it. Yeah. And I think that pushes that legendary status more. It's not just about what you've achieved at a club. It's not a box-checking thing. It's a feeling. It's an emotional thing. But that aside... Do I think other players like Giggs and that, they get more time? Honestly, I think a lot of the people that are driving these um, agendas, they're not proper United fans. They're Pochettino fans for some reason. I don't know how. They're Mourinho fans. There's so many people that I, before I even reply to them, I'll be like, oh, it's got fucking that Pochettino yeah. profile picture, the one where he's standing at United, so he's got a United badge in the background. Yeah. What the fuck's all that about? No. You know, or they're Jose fanboys. Like, we sat your boy. You know yeah. that. And and with, with you know, with, with a good reason as well. I get what you're saying. I know you didn't say all of them. Because there will be some United fans that are United fans and, you know, don't just don't like Holly. But I just see, I, th I think people kid themselves. Like, they say, you know, I want amazing football. I want someone who's going to stick up to the Glazers and make get us all these signings. And I want, I want to win the title. Like, any manager, right, who... Publicly comes out and slags off the Glazers and gets sacked. Fergie did. Yeah, yeah. Fergie so, said they're great owners. Yeah, yeah. you're not going. It's not going to happen, right? Do you think he meant that? No. <laughs> I think he said, I love Malcolm and Joel and Avram. Listen, Fergie went from having, honestly, from about, I'd say from '98 to to 2004, Fergie was like a kid in a sweet shop, and actually. I was going to say it wasn't his most successful time. It was pretty successful, actually, in the grand scheme of things. It preceded a, a relatively unsuccessful three years. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, glad I'm glad you've, you've changed stats on that one. It was, I'm just thinking now. But from 98, where he went, I want Yapstam and I want um, Dwight York. Yeah. And it was like, there you go. Even Veron. Yeah, well, then Veron, Then Veron. Then when we got him. Rude. Then Rio. Like, then Waza. Waza and Ronaldo. Like, that's some summers, that. That yep. is some absolute summers that where you've just gone hit after hit after hit after hit. World-class signings. Yeah. Do you think Sir Alex Ferguson, with all the success that he's got behind him, this is a guy that was breaking United records from the day he got here for yep. players. You know, all the way through getting Keane, Pallisters. These were all record signings. Yeah. Andy Cole, record signing. He broke that transfer record consistently. Yeah. Do you think he then goes to a negative net spend for his remaining eight years under the Glazers and he's happy about it? No, of course, of course he's not. not mate. But no, right. he ain't going to get sacked either because the best thing for Manchester United is Alex Ferguson in the hot seat. Now, there is a rumour going round from a United legend that told me no, okay. the reason Fergie bounced was because he wasn't getting the money and it was a convenient excuse with what had happened with his, with his wife. If that is true, and I know you have, do have decent sources, then that is frustrating because there was at least another title in there for me. He thought he was getting Ronaldo back. Uh, yeah, and instead he was probably got told, no, you're going to get, I don't know. Free transfer. For yeah, somebody. you know, we'll give we'll give Yanazai a longer contract. So there you go, that's just as good. Uh, there's a handful more Super Chats coming in. Uh, George Holloway says, who was a better footballer, Cantona or Gascoigne? Eric Cantona. I think Gaza lacked the consistency to be truly, truly world-class, but he was, he was a bit like, not the same level, I wouldn't have thought, but a bit like Nanny, where he could do stuff on any given day and destroy you, but he wasn't doing it every day. But isn't that the thing, right, Stay? I'm glad you said that, because isn't that what separates the world-class from the not-world-class? This on-their-day stuff. Any, David Bentley scored an actually against United. On his, Dennis Bailey did. On their day... Yeah. They were mint. Consistency is what Yeah, it, what, but what makes you world-class is you do it regularly. Roy Keane on his Bruno day. Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, Bruno Fernandes. Perfect point, thank you. I was going back to Keane, but why not use Bruno as a much better example? That's what makes you great. Producers. Yeah, like you said, Nanny was amazing. And you, again, get his highlights really Guy can out. do a fucking standing backflip. <laughs> Guy walks down the touchline, nodding the ball about? during the game against Arsenal. Absolutely. Sorry, go on, I know you've got it. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. Yeah, um, and, and Gaza didn't have as much of that as as Eric did. Just Eric just did it every game. 
every game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? One of them. There was a point I was going to make on um, something else before about, about before Gaza. What was he talking about then? I don't know. We got sidetracked by that super chat. What was he talking about before that? All right, you're asking. Producer Carol tells he's been monitoring everything. What was he talking about before the Gaza thing? Thanks, Carol. Cheers, mate. Let we've, us know in the comments. Got him in our ears what the hell us, we were talking telling about us before that? You were um, talking about Sir Alex Ferguson and his science. Oh, that That's was That's what you were talking about. I got another bit of goss. Come on, give it to us. Do you, Do you know what, right? He's, he's got loads goss. more that he doesn't tell you on camera. Free right? goss so we need to get for New Year's up. Day. Come on. Do you want this? Yeah, I do. Do you want this? Well, well, hang on. One thing, though. Can we just keep it between ourselves? Just between us, us and right? 3,000 people yeah. watching. Don't we? tell anyone. Keep this to yourself, right? I never liked Holly as a player. That's probably a scouser. That's either a Bayern Munich fan, a Liverpool fan, or an idiot. No offence. I've never seen those words put in that order before. Right, anyway. Um, do you know why we got rid of Lukaku? Because his touch made me want to gouge my eyes out with my season ticket. And <laughs> do you know another reason why we got rid of Lukaku? <laughs> no, I don't. Well, right, so at one point he decided he wanted to go. Right, okay. Do you know what he then did? Come on, mate, this is tasty. This, go on. You've never even told me this. No, I by only the found way. out yesterday. All right, I was about to say, why um, haven't I had a message about this? Uh, yeah, I only found out yesterday. And I meant to tell you yesterday, but you, I was swamped yesterday. Right, right? Yeah, so yeah, I've literally just remembered to remember it now. Um, he was coming to training yeah. and he told the staff, unless you let me go, I'm going to break everyone's fucking legs. Then they had a training game and he was literally trying to fucking launch everybody. So they sent him off and then he never fucking came back. Really? He lost it. Right. That was it. You're fucking gone. Get rid of him. I've heard a few things about Romelu Lukaku. That we've yet to get verified, but it sounds like... Let's put it this way. I think if people knew some of the stuff that like you just said there, I didn't know that. That's madness and that's out of order. But people may look, start looking at Paul Pogba more favourably than some of the stuff that Lukaku was getting up to. I think Pogba's even been blamed for some of the stuff Lukaku was doing. And it's like, I'm not saying that makes Paul probably perfect. He doesn't. And that's a different story altogether. My point is that Lukaku did a lot of stuff. And yeah, he's still sort of respected by United fans. A lot of United fans look back at him and go, didn't really work out. Scored a lot of goals for us. We wish him well. And yeah, he kind of sort of make a bit. The, um, there's no talk of anything like that with Pogba. He works very hard in training. I hate the fact that his agent comes out and does this sort of stuff, which is definitely with his blessing. Yeah. Undoubtedly with his blessing. But it does seem as if actually Pogba's works hard in training, which is a nightmare for for the manager. And, and he gets on with everyone from yeah. what I gather as well. He's not unpopular. He's not like you know he sits on his own and doesn't talk to anyone. Or he's like <laughs> Alexis Sanchez. Shay said, "Oli should have just unleashed Rojo on him." <laughs> Imagine. Imagine <laughs> that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love Rojo. I do. It's just a shame. There was a comment here I saw a second ago, but now I can't find it. Wasn't enough one slagging off Oligan Assault as a player, was it? Hilarious. Hey, can't have any more many more of them. Uh oh, it's a good shot, actually. I just realised he's over your shoulder. Who? Oli. Oli, of course he is. Yeah. Why wouldn't he be? <sighs> Thing is, right, going back to that original question. I fucking love this wall, you know. I love that wall. Um it took me ages to paint that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really. Um, um, the um, the gigs Rooney question. We had gigs for four games. We lost one, drew one, and won two of them. And everyone was a bit underwhelmed. Do you know what I mean? Remember, it was like, mm, thanks for looking after the team gigs, but you know, let's get some money. What are you doing in four games, though? No, no, I'm not. I'm no. I'm talking about from a fan point of view because someone was saying, "Would the fans give him more time?" I don't think there was a clamor for Ryan Giggs to be given the deal, uh, a permanent manager's job. It was like he would have had to. I mean, he only had four games to be fair, with, so it's not much he could have done. But say he won all those games, then maybe there's a conversation there. And I actually heard rumors that that could have happened, similar to what Ollie did as care. Say he just kept winning, and it was like, do you know what, Matt? That's given. Is the thing people are like, Ollie got the job on the back of doing whatever at Malden relegating Cardiff. No, he didn't. He was asked to come in while we found someone. Yeah. And in that time, was it like 14, 13 wins out of 14 off? It was ridiculous. Some nuts. And he went, well, it's kind of working. Yeah. I also think, and I don't think a lot of people are willing to accept this as a, a reason. Go on. There was 11 players with contracts expiring. 
that's 11 agents going, who's going to be the manager? Yeah. Who's going to be the manager? Yeah. And then you've got to, again then, well, let's wait a month before we sign because we need to see if he gets on and likes my client. I know this guy likes my client. If you keep in Solskjaer, we'll sign. Yeah. If, if three or four agents said that, I think that would have had a massive swing on any opinion of the board because you've got potentially hundreds of millions of pounds That's a good point, walking out the door. And you've got to remember, this is a club that puts business before anything else. Jesus, what time then some... I mean, because the, the only thing with Ollie that confused me, and now what you're saying sort of makes sense to me, and it might even explain the, the problem I had with it or the issue, the question I had, sorry, was he had that wonderful run you're talking about. He then gets knocked out of the top four, gets knocked out of the FA Cup, and then we give him a permanent deal. It wasn't like we won in Paris and Edward Wood went, there you go, well done. We lost two games, important games, because we never got back in the top four yeah. again. And we obviously didn't get back in the FA Cup that season because once you're out, you're out. And then we ended in the, the contract. We just didn't, that's the one thing I didn't get. But from what you've said, that kind of makes sense. If you've got agents going, what's going on here? I've got a client here. If you ain't making a decision or if you're bringing in someone that I'm not feeling. Which going to Yeah. So uh, that does make a lot of sense that to me. Because I, 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 that's I'm, the one thing I didn't get. No one's told me that. No, I've just kind he, of pieced together a yeah. couple of other things from, you know, conversations around people connected to that sort of thing yes. about how much of an important factor that is with the appointments. And he was seen as pretty low risk. Like, he's just been mega successful with no run-up. He's obviously won leagues before, you know, and I I know this because there was a gentleman um, that used to play for United that was on a podcast at the time, basically said this, so it went off. <laughs> People um, will be searching back now, seeing who was it, who was sounds, on Steve's podcast at that time. Sounds like Schmidt and Smart Tune. Oh, um, you'll never get that. Give him a, give him a clue, Steve. He, um, <laughs> he basically said it was Fergie's appointment. Really? But do you know what? So what? You're right, and I think this is the thing that sort of got lost in the, the nonsense. And I this I, I backed Jose. I was one of those who said, Jose is the one, give him time, we were, uh, up and almost, and I know this sounds like a get-out-of-jail-free camp, but the the, the the game at Anfield was the one where I went, I can't defend this, this is shocking. Yeah. It's well, like, I can't Well, I looked at the team. Yeah. Like, when we've lost under Oli, you've never looked at it and gone, they aren't giving up for him. Yeah. They're not fighting for him anymore. No. We've lost games... But we've gone down fighting. Oh yeah. Or we Whereas just not have the quality. Anfield, you're just like, they don't want to run, they don't want to talk, they don't want to they're done with him. There's such a difference between yeah. not being good enough and fuck this guy. And also his his tactics, I think that game is where he took the low off and brought on Flaney, whatever, when Andrew Robinson, uh, Andrew Robinson and Andy Robertson was getting down the wing. And it's like you need to and then so let's just take away the fullback. Like, I couldn't defend it. And um, this is the point I was getting to, sorry, was people forget how bad the club had become under Jose. Players hated him. Oh. Uh, players didn't like it. There was a toxic atmosphere. We were struggling. Players weren't turning up. You've hit the nail on the day. And I think Oli came in, and like that, he turned it around. And he deserves it. And it's not just a case of you just come in and don't be Jose and everyone's all right. You've got a bunch of players that aren't happy. Do you know what I mean? It's not just a case of coming in and saying, I'm, no, I'm not Jose Mourinho. And everyone goes, oh, what, I love work now. You have to do a bit more than that. You've got players that haven't played all season. You've got players that think they deserve a start. You've got too many strikers for that role. You have to make it work, and he did. Um, one of the Super Chats we've just got here from Ace Nog says, news from Ducker today is that we're waiting until summer for signings. Is that yet more lack of ambition? It's probably a percentage of lack of ambition, I guess. Um, or we're just skin. You've got to think, like, 75,000 people not turning up every week for a year probably has somewhat of um, an impact. You know, continuing to take dividend out during that time doesn't leave you much room for manoeuvre. No. Oh, maybe you could have had some transfer money if we didn't just can carry on taking I mean, out the money we were going to take out anyway. Players have been paid the same. Yeah, exactly. So the dividends are the same. You've not, like, obviously... Wages Still got water to grass. Yeah. You know, so. All of the maintenance that you have to usually do, except for there's probably a handful of kiosk workers not worked... You know, the club's probably 60, 70 million down. And that's where they'll save o it. Honestly, I believe now would be the time while everyone else is a little bit weak. This is where you, like, I think the pound goes more now. Yeah. This window. Where the impact of, if you get, I mean, if you get an impact of Bruno, then I'll, I'll book a Mate, fucking, I'll book on. an open top bus. Yeah. But if you get an impact even close to what you had in Bruno, that could put us over the line for a championship. 
You can't say that would be the case last year. You can't say it would be the case next year. You could say it would be the case right yeah, now. No, that's a good point. So I think that the pound would go further now rather than wait until summer. And, and here's the thing, right? I've actually spoken to people at the club and they've said, well, it's hard to do business in January. You go, well, it's hard to do business in the summer. Don't give it up. No one wants yeah. to sell their best players to you um, ever. <laughs> so why is it harder in, like, it's hard when there's a Euros on. Yeah, it's hard when there's yeah, no pre-season. Yeah, it's, it's just it's hard. It's always hard. Isn't it? But if you started this shit in October, if you was like, right, we're going to try and get him, him and him. And then you ring up, I don't know, give me a player. Up in Meccano, Leipzig, thank you. Right, so if you go, hello, RB Leipzig, we're going to take Up Meccano off your hands. What's that going to take? And they go, 40, 50 mil. And you can haggle over a month because it's October. Yeah. And there's no deadline coming. Yeah. And then you can get it all sewn up by the end of October. You go, right, okay, January the 1st then. And we've agreed at 46 million. We'll take him. We're not going to tell anyone. We won't leak it to the press. Go find yourselves a replacement, nice and spinky. And then I'll be back in touch with all the paperwork in January. Good? Good. Sound. Is that not fucking good common sense? It is. It is, mate. And also, you can do what he did with Bruno. You know, he was part of the other budget. Wasn't it? And he went, well, he was part of some budget, but you got him early or whatever, or well, late. And you could go, right, well, we're going to get Sancho in the summer. But you can get him now if you want. Because guess what? But you're not getting that sort of money in the summer. He That's out of your summer budget. Yeah. And, and you go, well, okay, we're, we're, we're two points off top now. If I bring you Jaden Sancho, it's advantage Manchester United. All right, I'll do that rather than, like you say, wait until the summer where we could have ended up finishing wherever. Bring in Sancho, and we don't have that momentum. We don't have else strength. Yeah, and it's like, injuries heal. It's like, now we're not. Fuck that. Now no, we're not. Go for the throat. I mean, imagine if we bought Sancho. Stab him in the neck, Jay. Imagine it. You know, United just bought Jane and Sancho. Um, Prashant says, overall, very happy with Oli. Not just league and performances. The squad management taking care of the Deadwood and getting good backups in place. He did what we've been asking for every manager to do for years, and he's still not finished. Rojo, Phil Jones, once they've gone, and I think to a certain extent, possibly even Jesse Lingard if he's not going to feature, yeah. once those have all gone, I think people will be like, well, everyone in the squad pulls their weight. It was decisive money, Ola. Do you know what I mean? Like, when it needed to be, the with some is, players. What annoys me, though, and I know right. why he does it, is he comes out in the press and goes, I'd love Ashley Young to stay. Yeah, and he's like, get rid of him, fuck him off. Come on, mate. You know, it's like when everyone said he was going to bring back Sanchez. He didn't, that wasn't what he said. He, you know, he was asked about a player that was still a Manchester United yeah. player. So you can't say, well, he's a load of rubbish. Yeah. I don't ever want to see him again. He yeah. just sort of said, oh, I'm you know, trying to get someone to pay us money for him. Yeah. So I'm going to say he's mint. Yeah, of course. He's a quality player still, you know, and I'd love to see him still do the job. Doesn't mean I'm going to bring him back and, you know, here's the number seven shirt back off your pop. Don't take what they say. No, press man, at face come value. on, man. Come oh, on. no, yeah, we offered Ashley Young an extension. Did you? Exactly. Was it mean? an extension that was 30 quid a week? <laughs> There you go, Ashley. Would you like to sign that? And he's two like, two week extension. Absolutely not. And you're like, but well, you've got to pay us. Fuck you've off. got to pay us money to play. Come on, man. Do you know? Uh, I mean? Bobby says, if we win and get the three points tonight, do we dare to dream? Twenty five games in. That's he's what been, I'm allowing. He's been you. consistent. He's, he's, he's. I've got like two devils on my shoulder. One of him going wait twenty five, and I've got McCall on the other one going. Twenty one's coming. coming. <laughs> so depending on what day you catch me on, is he? I'm listening to. Uh, Reese says I know everyone wants the fans back but the watch-alongs have been mint re-energise my love of the game and the love of the club living in Australia well, cheers pal I appreciate that Dude. that's what we always ever wanted to do with our watch-alongs was just to sort of replicate what going to the match is like and often at the match the game might be playing and you're talking about your favourite barbecue you were animating about that I like that when we were talking about it and you were like this watch-along is literally a watch-along we're just sat around watching it we're not like you know, this isn't mine, Tyler and Gary Neville. No. And, you know, and it isn't something it doesn't need to be. It's, you're having a laugh, you're having a laugh with your mates watching the game. And we appreciate the support as well, man. Cheers. Yeah, and anyone who's uh, recently joined the memberships, you got a few more days before the PS5 is getting announced. If you want to support the channel and uh, also win some absolutely banging prizes, then all you got to do is hit the join button uh, right next to the subscribe button uh, and get in the mixer with it. Um, are, you, are you confident ahead of tonight? No. Now now we've started doing bits. Like I'm nervous. Yeah, that's that's that. And we you know, we had it on the thumbnail and that, you know, like you mentioned it. Um, we saw that coming, didn't we? I just didn't see it. I didn't I'd sort of forgotten about it. <laughs> and then it was like yesterday, Oh Cavani's got a free game ban, which I expected him to get the ban, I just didn't realise it was gonna be also a hundred grand fine. I mean, it Didn't seems... Millwall only get fined like yeah, seven or eight grand I'm, for I'm, actual racial abuse I, from their fans? I always hate doing sort of top Trump's racism. 
punishments. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I think it's a bit crass. But it is hard to swallow. I, I, I will say this one thing, yeah. If they accepted his reasoning that... Yeah. And I like the fact that there's potentially some South Americans going to be suing the FA for cultural uh, discrimination, which is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but if they accepted what he said, and they're like, look, it's just in the rules. It's not offensive, yeah. but whatever. If it's in the rules, then... Why why not just give him the the match ban? You don't have to fine him on top of it as well. No. That feels like you actually wanted to then. I know. It's a hundred grand. It's a lot. And also, I th- I, one thing I do like, people may disagree, but I'll be honest with you. I think his response and the close response has been like, look, we get it. We don't agree with it necessarily, and he didn't mean it like that. But we understand it, and you know, we don't want any racism. And I'm not saying he was meaning to be racist because he wasn't, but we get it. And I think that is a better response than a player actually being racist and you putting a load of T-shirts on for the warm-up during the game. Not mentioning any clubs, that's just a random thought I had. We may or may not have discussed having T-shirts for tonight's podcast. Yeah, and it was a close vote. Here at Stratford Paddock Towers. <laughs> but it was a split decision and I think we went against it. What annoys me as well is um, Liverpool fans have loved this. They've, they've just so, been okay. couldn't wait to conflate what happened with Suarez with what happened with Cavani. And they're incomparable. Thank they're you. incomparable Thank and they're you. incompatible. It's not the same word. No. It's not the same situation. No, what one here's where it got conflated though, is that <sighs> Liverpool uh, or part of the Suarez defense was, oh, Negrito in uh, South America is it's a term of endearment. All right, cool. You didn't say that. Exactly. Though. That's that's just so like <laughs> tell you what, all right then, that's great, but that's irrelevant because you didn't say that word. So that negates that entire argument. Well, he says why did you kick me? And he went, because you're black. Yeah. Not the same. Not the same. Not even close to being And also... And like, he says, say that again, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. Yeah. And then he repeats it seven or eight times. That's what I mean. While like, touching his skin. Yeah, pinching his skin. <laughs> <laughs> like, and also, with the, apparently the geezer that um, Cavani replied to, it's like a, a white Spanish looking guy. Exactly. Looks like Cavani. We know that word, Negrillo. It can have those, like, it's like your mate sort of thing. That's not got anything to do with... Louis Suarez. Someone explained it to me is it's more like calling uh, a blonde person blondie. Right, okay. They, it's not necessarily referred to as a skin colour thing, more of a hair colour thing. Right, okay. That's where the, the black element of that, it comes that in. That really annoyed me, right? And some journalists need to fix up because they were quick to go, same thing as Suarez. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I, mean? I saw you reply to it. Oh, Jonathan, Jonathan Lee, yeah, who I usually respect, right? And I'm not, you know, all right, he's just posing something. But he wrote an article saying it was the same word. And then I had to sort of, not just me, a few people doing it, pointing out that Luis Suarez's book had been serialised in the very paper that Jonathan Lou worked for, where Luis Suarez admitted, admitted saying the word that he said, Negro, which is not the same as Negrito. Obviously, it's not the same word. And the only argument Luis Suarez has, he said he said it once, the FA, after all that investigation and all the cameras and everything else and all the statements he took everyone, they concluded he said it seven times. So it's not even remotely similar. It's just too many people who want to go, oh, look, look, you, you were wrong then. We've been proven right with Suarez. No, you haven't. And, and I think the fact that they brought it up again was really distasteful. I, I, um, I asked Ever about that, the Suarez thing. <laughs> Did he? What was his reaction? Can so you he's forgiven him? He's a, be- he's a bigger man than I am. I've not. And no, I said I'm that, not, I said no, I fucking no, haven't. I never I'm will. Not, I'm not. If he wants forgiveness, he can apologise for what he did. Yeah. Instead of throwing him under the bus the way he did and the club as well Liverpool didn't cover themselves in glory listen you know I know we don't exactly like Liverpool and I get that but putting out a statement wearing them t-shirts that still no one seems to know where them t-shirts came from Jamie (laughs) Carragher's explanation on Sky Sports oh they just I don't know it just sort of came in I don't know he he did him and oh right okay yeah is that how it works then just t-shirts appear no one knows where they came from you'll just wear them come on have a day off and it's a shame you know it's a shame because I know a lot. Of, I know I spoke to a few Liverpool. Carragher apologised. Yeah, Carragher apologised. Give him his credit. Jordan Henderson, and this is where you have to give Jordan Henderson. I won't give him credit for his football ability because I think he's an overrated player. But he did a thing with he um, was a lad at Anton Ferdinand in his documentary. I thought Jordan Henderson came across really well because Jordan Henderson spoke about when teach and he said I was a young player. I was at the club. I was fairly relatively new signing. He said, I wish I'd have stuck up for myself. That's the problem. But I do give him, I know, mate, I, I, with Jordan Anderson, because he, I, I'm not excusing it, it's disgusting, but I sort of got it. 
like I, I could sort of see where he was coming from. And I thought the fact that he spoke up and said, we were out of order, we shouldn't have done it, I should have stood up for it. I should have said, but the thing I'm is, though, I wouldn't it. have even said that. I mean, I don't like Jordan Henderson, yeah, but I wouldn't have even said you should have stood up for it. I'd have said, no, this is on your management, this is on the scene, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, no, that's what I mean, mate. I mean, yeah, this was that's why I didn't mind. I thought Jordan Henderson came across well, enough. uh, yeah, 2011. So yeah. Was he a 20? 21, 22. New no. signing. You're not. A, no, no it's not one on there's going to be like, listen, Kenny, if you got that one wrong, now. Yeah. Not. It'd have been like, why don't you fuck off to the yeah. reserves and never come back? Who the fuck do you think you are? Exactly. You can't do exactly. that. No. So no. that's why I thought, and the fact that he did the Anon Ferdinand thing, and they were mates as well because they played together, I think, at Sunderland. And he said, mate, I'm, you know, I, I, not apologising to Anton for that, but saying I got that one wrong and we as a club got it wrong. And I wish I'd have, I got it and it seemed hard. Fuck Roy Hodgson too, by the way. Oh, mate. Yeah, I know that's a, you, you're bang on with that one because. Football reasons, my fucking hoop. He said he said he was going to sort it out, and then he dropped Rio. He phoned Fergie. Said, "Do you think you'll be able to play with John Terry?" He went, "I don't know. I have to ask him." And then he just didn't. He phoned Rio. You idiot. Do you know what I mean? Oh, drop the racist. Yeah. Who? who Call also, me old-fashioned. Also, Rio had a fantastic sort of. I don't say renaissance because he not fell off a cliff, but twenty sort of eleven to two thousand thirteen, Rio was mint. My favourite Real Fernand season is 2012-2013. I know a lot of people disagree, but I thought he was immense that season. I think he actually... Oh, eight, won. oh, nine. I know, I get where you come from because of the, title, the, the, the Champions League, but he the was. Sheets. He was, man. He was. So many games that he just carried us through on that, that defence. Um, and people just forget that because they just think about Robbie Van Persie all the time. But either, either way, he deserved to be in the squad. You took Michael Kelly. <laughs> you have to Google who he is, Steve. <laughs> Michael Kelly doesn't even know what he was doing there. In fact, I can't remember. What's his name, Michael Kelly? I might even get that wrong. He's that much of a forgotten man. Not Martin Kelly. Martin Kelly. Thank you. See, I got his name wrong. That's how <laughs> Michael Kelly's the answer, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So I mean, Martin Kelly, thank you. Who's exactly, who's he? What's he doing now? Probably working at Cost Cutter, but he went to the Euros. Do you know what I mean? Rio wasn't even on standby. Mr. 2004 one, though. Wonder how England could have done in that. Not that I give a fuck, but Rooney was on fire up front. If you'd have had a, you know, Pretty prime Rio in 2004. Yeah, you're right. I think um, I think we would have won it. <laughs> if, if, if Rooney hadn't got injured, I know it's well, me, you know, me auntie had bollocks and all that stuff, but if Rooney hadn't got injured and we took Rio, we'd have, we'd have won it. That Rooney injury against Portugal. He was a joke. He wasn't even, he wasn't even a United player at the time. I was, in, I was like, no, God, We signed him on the back of that, but didn't have... Did, when did the transfer windows thing? Because we signed him in October, didn't we? Or did Some we sign way. him and he only like was announced in October Some or something? He's like he's Newcastle made us get our hearts together. Didn't you remember they went imagine. I know. Like we Newcastle. Were gonna, Fergie was Stay like, in we'll your wait, fucking box, lads. We'll wait. Sit and then, you know, Newcastle come in with thirty million quid bid or whatever it was, and Fergie's like, well, we better make this happen. Mad, but yeah, that team was quality. But I, I don't know. I, I just felt Sven was a bit too negative. But he took. England further than anyone else. Has. No, no. Uh, yeah, Southgate yeah. got them to a semi-final, but fucking did it. Like that team that Sven had was capable of. Yeah, well, like the little thing you know, like 2006 one. That one Beckham jumps out of the way of um, of a ball going out for a throw, and then Seaman gets lobbed. Like in that. Moment. No, that's 2002. 2006 was Ronaldo winking, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 2002. I swapped shirts with a girl after that. It's top. 2002. Yeah, I was in. I was there. I was there. I was there. For the, but they had the big screen up for the Argentina one. Did you? Yeah. Argentina game, mate. So, Kevin Keegan, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine it now. People think you've been racist or something. It's Kevin Keegan, wait. What you about? They sold uh, a semen one, which was a ponytail, sort of long oh, hair God. thing. Yeah. There was a weird sort of swimming cap affair with that little Brazilian flag mullet thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, For yeah. Beckham. It was four. What was the oh, four? Yeah, I always forget about that bandit with Beckham. <sighs> I can't remember what the fourth one was, but yeah. Kevin Keegan, we're seven in the morning, queuing up outside bars to go and watch football. Quality, man, oh, bring that back. I know. Oh, do you know what? Russia was all right because it was all at like really good times for England. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like afternoons, wasn't it? Afternoons. Get absolutely banging. Right, okay. Tell me what to do. We've got producer Cal in our ears. He's just right. Jerome master. says, what do you master. think of Max Aarons? Like him. Good player. Turns 21 in two days. Three days. Um, Just in case you're wondering. Bobby Charlton comb over with. Was that what the other one was? Sensational. I don't think Bobby Charlton gets enough credit for that comb over. 
the audacity. Uh, exactly. And constantly seeing yourself, knowing that it's always coming off when you're scoring these absolute worldly goals that your hair's hanging now, you don't care. Next game, same as. <laughs> Love that. Love it. Uh, is the game versus Burnley too soon before Liverpool? Is that a super chat? Yeah. Um, guess we'll find out. Momentum's a big thing, right? If you're winning, you ain't tired. 99. Case in point. You know, yes, we had a squad, but lots of players it played. Was the same team. Yeah, come week on. In, week Did out. David Beckham get rested loads? No, sir. No. Do you know what I mean? Come on. Someone asked before, who's the next player on that wall? It's pretty much covered all the bases, I think. Does does right. If you're going to go with another one now, do you go forwards or do you go back? Do you go to someone like Marcus or Bruno? Not until they finished. Right, okay. Do you go so... You never... Like, you imagine never getting a tattoo of a player? No. Same thing, mentality. Not until they've left. My missus got Fellaini on her finger, didn't she? That's another story, Steve. We don't need to go into on camera. Real? I think you've covered them all. Yeah, like the main ones. There's no one where I go, why have you got him instead of... No. Do you know what I mean? Like, there isn't... For those that can't see the full wall, I think you actually can see the vast majority of the wall in a wide shot. Dennis Law, Giggs, Beckham, Scholes, uh, G-Nev, Robbo, Cantona. Is he just popping up? Just see the dome of his head there. Uh, Bobby Charlton. Just behind me, we've got Samat. Fergie in the corner. Uh, George Best, Solskjaer, and Roy Keane. There's not really anyone Can else. Can I there. make a suggestion? Go on. And I, I've been banging this drum for a little while. That Maybe more so for the statue at Old Trafford. Would be Jimmy Murphy. Yeah. Nobby Styles, Jimmy Murphy. Yeah. I just... For what went on as well, which you can't ignore. And I think Sir Matt said he was his most important sign and he was with him to the end. And obviously when Matt was in the hospital, he, you know, steadied the ship and carried us going. I think Jimmy Murphy... And it pains me a little bit that not enough young fans know who Jimmy Murphy is. I know we always bang on about it and not bang on about it is the wrong term, but we talk about it a lot. But yeah, Jimmy Murphy, I think, needs a good shout. Well, Sir Matt was mega revolutionary in both his approach to managing of a football club because managers were Ed Woodward. That was your manager. Yeah. It was a financial guy that just went and also picked the team. So actually more like Roman Abramovich. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that yeah. was what a manager was. Yeah. That was a manager. No, you're right. A trainer or a trainer coach. Trainer um, coach. That was weird. So yeah. when Matt Busby became the manager of Manchester United, apparently people found it really strange that he put a tracksuit on. Yeah, no, you're right. What's he doing? Why is he not sat in his office? Yeah, why is he watching training? Yeah, what's he doing? What's he getting involved? He's kicking the ball. What's he doing? Yeah, mad He's that. Showing the players w- how to do it. This is a... Won't ever be understood how revolutionary that was. And Jimmy Murphy, there was there was banging to calisthenics, of, or what you'd call strength and conditioning now. But, like, they would do that sort of stuff. They got it. They had them thinking, like, drinking milk. <laughs> Love that. So they would have been banged at the forefront of like sports science in 1948. But no, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and that's a massive leap for the game, coming back from the war. And then training youngsters, yeah. training them from X years old. I think it was Colts, wasn't it? So that's like 12s, I think. Yeah. That's when United's actually started recruiting. And they would train them in a certain way to have them ready. Then they saw the youth competitions, the FA Youth Cup, as a way to test what we were training on and what we were working towards. And United won the first five. Like, that's what you call domination. Domination, mate. Um, my granddad's got a point, and he's bang on, is that because of Munich, the careers of some of the players on the conveyor belt that wouldn't have come in for a year, two years, three years, because their careers got accelerated, they got exposed too quickly to the first team, it killed them. Like, they couldn't cope, they weren't ready, and they got banged on the, the scrap heap. He says, yeah. if Munich hadn't have happened, the team okay. would have just been getting restocked from within. And you wouldn't have ever fucking seen a decrease because no. you, they'd have been learning with Duncan Edwards. They'd have been learning off... Uh, so, so Bobby wasn't even a first-choice player at the time, really. That's ridiculous. He was a bit of a squad player. Mind you, it wasn't as ridiculous he was that young. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Terrible on my phone. Uh, let's see what you guys are saying in the comments. Uh, why is William Prunier missing? <laughs> um, let me find that. Where's that? Can't see it. Would Bruno make United's all-time team? No, because Super uh, that. nobody makes United's all-time team. I don't think you could do an all-time team for United, thankfully. I think we've been too blessed. No, it's difficult. It's I difficult would do one of every decade and call it quits at that. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I think United would stand. They ask you to name your team. 
of plays you've seen. Because you can do that, but an all-time team. I can't tell you whether Duncan Edwards is better than Bobby Charlton. I don't know. I no, I've asked my granddad. I was like, what's your favourite United all-time team? Give it us. And he's like, you can't do it. Yeah. Do you know he's like, I mean? how do I do it? He goes, how do I leave Duncan Edwards out? How do I leave George Best out? Yeah. How do I leave so Bobby out? I can't do that. It's like, I saw one the other day, which had um, Rooney and Van Nistelrooy, you know, it's two forwards. You're like, oh, what Dennis Law? What about Eric? Yeah. What about Eric? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, you We're can't so do it. spoiled, aren't we? Yeah. Men. I, like, I, when I see some clubs have got like, they have like three or four club legends. If if United applied the same sort of like barometer to what they give us club legends, we'll have three hundred. Come on, because anyone who's won a title at your club probably should be a club legend. Yeah, look how many have won it. Look how many have won multiple. Yes, yeah. look how many have won like four, and you could fucking walk past them in the street. I know it's mad, isn't it? You're right. Do you know what I mean? Um, Jerome says, "Do we genuinely have a shot at the title?" Chill. Twenty-five games in, I'll talk to you about it. Uh, United's best player of the 70s. Oh, speaking of United's best player of the 70s, um, obviously it's the first time we've done a video since this, but the passing of Tommy Dock. Yeah, well said. Um, well, uh, not a player, uh, not a man that we ever saw a coach at United, but I know he laid... If if people talk about the Man United way, I actually think they're talking a lot about Tommy Dock's way. You no, know, 100%. And, you know, I know you met him and I met him. Um, obviously didn't see his teams play, but my dad was speaking to him last night because that was his sort of era and he was saying... You know, that was one of the most entertaining sides I've ever seen. And he played football the way, like you say, there's a United way. Then that was it. It's Tommy Dock's way. It's Tommy Dock's way. And it was just, you know, team. You know, there's no there's no coincidence that you'll see it on socials that everyone over a certain age is absolutely gutted and absolutely revering the the, the, the team, the football that he played. Because it was it was <coughs> a joy to watch from what I've been told. Do you know why he was sacked? Yes. Because I'm having a bit of a slap and tickle with the club's secretary. You know he married her. Well, I was getting to that. Yeah, but sorry. I was going to say, it was the physio's wife. girlfriend or wife United at the time. Wife. Laurie Brown's wife, um, I think. So United, because of being a principal club, they sacked him. And he, at the time, he was very successful. Yeah. Um, Just won the FA Cup. Yeah. So United sacked him out of principle of something totally off off the pitch. Um, I don't think that happened. I think they sacked the physio now. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's why he was sacked. But he married her and um, they were together Forever. until, yeah, until yeah. He, yeah. he passed away. So condolences... Uh, to Mrs. Doherty, um, and yeah. it, it shows you that maybe maybe the club was a bit hasty in, in getting rid of him because I, I, know, I know my dad and my uncle are that era, and they, I think a lot of it's to do with it was a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's different. Isn't it? They were different. just mobbing up in towns and going bananas. Yeah, I think that was quite fun, nah. uh, and I think there's a lot of that played into what happened on the pitch. I think it was wild. Wild. The Wild West days. Uh, but yeah, I think you, know, you speak to a, a certain vintage of Reds and they fucking love that late 70s. Tommy yeah, Dock United do. side. Of course they do. Sacking wingers. Great. Entertaining. Free-flowing football. Love to see it. I mean, he was he was getting on. It, I met him at the um, premiere of the Too Good To Go Down um, film that BT did, oh, yeah. which is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, bit of work. Uh, and I spoke to him there and I had a decent conversation with him, but he was, he was really slow in replying. Because I said, well, oh, no, I'd love to speak to you about yeah. different things because on the video, he comes across sharp, funny. And that was what, you know, I've seen like Lou Macari and Alex Stepney giving a bit of a tribute yesterday and they said, no, funniest guy. Just well, like, When I interviewed him, he said to me, he was talking about agents, he said, can't stand agents. He said, if a player dies, the agent wants 10% of the ashes. <laughs> <laughs> and he was getting on a bit then, but he was like, he's a very quick-witted, quick-witted guy. Yeah, it was just, it, it looked almost laboured, Joe, um, yeah. replying to you and stuff like that. Because I said, oh, would you do it? And he gave me his phone. I've still got his phone number. Yeah. And it's his house phone as well. That's how you know. Yeah, yeah. When we was at Key, that's how you see him <laughs> ring his house phone to arrange an interview. And I, I'd spoke to him about coming doing it. And then I changed my mind. I was like, it's probably not a great interview. No, you don't want to put someone in a position yeah. where they're not, they're not the best. So uh, rest in peace to, uh, to the dock. And um, I guess that caps off a fucking wank of a year. It does, hopefully. Lost 20. some serious amount of players. We have, Rob, Nobby... Uh, yeah, Nobby Styles, obviously. And we had the bad news. I know he's not passed away, but the bad news about Bobby Charlton's battling dementia. Um, I'm going to miss someone out. I don't want to. I know there's been quite a few. John Fitzpatrick. Yeah, and I'll miss someone out. So I just... we It has been a year. And, I, you know, you get to these certain stages, don't you, where some, you, you sort of have these players in certain areas that you tend to sort of have a year or so where you, you lose quite a few and it's been difficult. Um, and I think that it's always important that we acknowledge that and remember him. 
Um, have I watched the Lawman documentary? I, I haven't actually. I've watched Dennis Mim. Yeah, I mean, Dennis Law's another one. I spoke to his daughter about bringing him on, and um, he, he was lined up to come on a couple of times. He's had an eye infection. Uh, he's always had trouble with his eyes, hasn't yeah. he? And I think uh, I didn't really want to push too hard with, with Dennis, but that was you know, something I want, someone I wanted to get on just for my dad, my dad's favourite player. Yeah, I've, one of my first ever news, Dennis Law. Lovely guy, lovely guy. Absolutely was mint, and I uh, interviewed him a few times, fortunately, and he was just, he's just a great guy. Uh, right, I think we'll call it a day there, but obviously we'll be back in about an hour and a half for um, start of the watch along. You're doing your bits. We'll have myself, Joe Smith, and Adam McCuller as well, um, and we'll have all the pre-match build-up as well. So you've got Alex into there. Is he still shitting his pants? I'm not sure. We'll find out. I guess we'll find out in a bit, but make sure to subscribe. Um, hit that notification bell as well so you can come and join us for the watch along. We have about an hour and a half pre-show, which covers all the team news and everything else like that. So come and get in the mix um, and we'll see you guys, well, in an hour and a half for United against Villa. See you in a bit. Sports Social Podcast Network.